I'm Alan Hall, president of WeatherGuard Lightning Tech, and I'm here with the vice president of North American Sales for Wind Power Lab, Joel Saxum, and the founder and CEO of IntelStore, Phil Totero. And this is your newsflash. Offshore Wind Consultants is acquiring Delta Wind Partners to expand its technical offering in wind turbines and consultancy for offshore wind projects. Delta Wind Partners is a specialist in all kinds of solutions involving offshore wind turbines. Now, now, Joel, this seems to be an obvious uh, partnership just because everybody's looking for engineers, everybody's looking for offshore wind experience. Yeah, grabbing, grabbing engineers, grabbing capabilities, and growing market share, right? It, it's the same thing we talk about, this, this kind of um, grouping of companies that are complementary to each other. If your culture matches a bit and, and they've got 10 engineers and you've got 10 engineers, let's put them all together. We've got 20 engineers. Now we're, a, now we're a big company that can be entrusted more. And Delta Wooden Partners has a couple of projects, has worked on some projects in the UK, Ireland, Japan, and South Korea. Now, Phil, South Korea is a big growing area for offshore wind. Does bringing in some extra expertise for a group that has worked in South Korea help out uh, offshore wind consultants? Absolutely. So OWC has some of their own contracts on some of the um, uh, kind of projects that are in the pipeline. Um, but even generally, like uh, OWC's parent company, Qualis Brimmer, uh, they have been kind of expanding their capability throughout offshore wind um, over the past, you know, five, six years. Uh, so this is just adding one more piece to that that puzzle that gives them kind of a, a market leading position. Yeah, everybody's looking to grab the market position at the moment. Everybody's getting bigger. More of this to come. Equinor will acquire Rio Energy, a prominent onshore renewables company in Brazil, through an agreement with Denim Capital. The deal includes selected assets and the team, while Denim Capital retain certain assets. The move allows Equinor to take a leading role in the rapidly growing Brazilian renewables industry and enhances its production, cash flow, and project pipeline. Phil, Brazil is going crazy on renewables. Yeah, and this this one's interesting because um, Rio Energy's got over 600 megawatts of onshore wind that's operational. They've got another uh, three or 400 in onshore wind in their pipeline. They've got some solar in their pipeline and, and a little bit operational as well. Um, but Brazil is a market has seen you know, a spike in the past few years. They had uh, a little over four gigawatts installed last year. They're probably going to have uh, about that same, if not a little bit more, installed this year. Um, and this is just giving a, a big brand name like Equinor the opportunity to work with a, a company that's actually got a, a fairly, um, not only decently sized portfolio for the size of the market, um, with Rio Energy, but also if you look at the asset profitability that Rio's got, um, they're they're not at the top, but they're close. You know, another thing to think about here too is if anybody's done international business before, Brazil is tough to get into, right? It's tough to bring in assets. It's tough to bring in people. It's tough to get a foothold. You normally have to have uh, an agent or a friend or another company, a partner, a collaborator within country. Now, Econor has been over there for many years in the offshore oil and gas world as well. So, they know how to play in the area. They they know some of the players. They've got some contacts there. Of course, Equinor's got a, a local presence as well. So this one makes sense. They're, they're, as Equinor grows its renewables portfolio on the world scale, uh, hopping into Brazil for renewables is uh, right in line. TPI announced that it has hired Neil Jones as its chief quality officer. This is a newly created position, and Neil will oversee all quality processes, systems, and controls relating to TPI's wind business and report directly to TPI's president and CEO. Well, this is interesting, Joel, because 
everybody's having quality issues with blades. So you haven't seen a lot of noise in terms of management shuffles, but this appears to be TPI's way of bringing in some more controls on the quality side. Yeah, I mean, on the wind power lab side, we see a lot of these things coming from that factory. It's we're always telling people, get factory inspections done, do a factory audit, make sure that things are, uh, you're, you're receiving a quality product. Now, in my circles, of course, playing in the blades world, TPI Blades Company, we hear uh, whisperings all the time. Hey, what do you guys know about the TPI blades? You know, blade XYZ. What do you know about TPI blade ABC? Um, so there is a little bit of a feeling in the marketplace uh, among the operators and the insurance industry of some quality issues within TPI. Now, do they come from TPI? Are the blades GE designed uh, and TPI is just building them? So there's a there's definitely some more levels to the to the issue here. But I think it's a great move by TPI to instill a little bit more, uh, basically, a, the warm, fuzzy feeling back in the marketplace that they're looking at their quality issues by creating this position and putting someone with a lot of experience in it. So, Phil, TPI also recently shuffled their company president and COO out of employment there. Uh, that came as a shock, at least to the industry, because there wasn't much notice about it. But it does seem like there is some realignment of the upper levels of management at TPI Composites. Does that make sense based upon what the future outlook is for TPI and the number of orders they have coming in and maybe trying to square up their their quality system? It's it's interesting because, you know, even going back like 10 or 15 years, TPI's business was largely build um what we call kind of build to spec um blades and you know, they were in control of a lot more of the IP and et cetera, et cetera. And they've transitioned more to a build to print type of business model um, where they're getting designs from the OEMs and they're having to, you know, implement an OEM level quality system. Um, so this is potentially part of that. Um, there could always be other issues why somebody just wasn't the right fit for, for the company. Um, but I think this... This is all part of an ongoing kind of transition amongst the the industry to, um, you know, have more uh, focus paid on on quality because it's obviously costing companies money. I mean, look how much stock price that that Siemens Gamesa lost as a result of uh, announcing the quality issues they had on their own blades. So you know, TPI also being a publicly traded company, they want to be able to reassure everybody, um, their own investors. Uh, investors in renewable projects and insurance companies in the the wind industry globally that they are are taking quality seriously. Yeah, so that could have been a boardroom talk as well. Hey, we've seen this in the marketplace, and the the, the general market is losing or or sees quality issues as a thing. Hey, let's make sure we get in front of this and get a quality person in place. <laughs> <laughs> 